podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so happy you decided to join us today. Before we jump into the podcast, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shoe machine on the market. We own three of them, and I can tell you personally, even before they came, became sponsors, their customer service is second to none. Um, you know, Every time I've had any issues with any of my machines, going back to the way old ones, they've always taken really good care of me. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com. Oh, and mention, uh, mention us, and they'll give you $450 off. Mention Coach Collins or Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $450 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, you know, we always tell our players that they should be working on their craft. I challenge you to work on your craft. Come over, join a community of like-minded coaches who want to make this game better. It's the reason I started Teach Hoops is to help pay the bills for all these podcasts, but even more importantly, to give back um, to this great game that has given me so much um, and to set up a roadmap for you to be successful, not only on the court, but off the court. And we offer a 14-day free trial, so come over and check, kick the tires around, see if you like it, and uh, let's head off to the podcast. Um, and again, do I think it's eventually going to come? Yes, I do. I do. I, but I don't think we should be rushing into it, especially when we just implemented the halves. You know, the statistician in me says, let's work the halves out. Let's make sure. And, and, I, and I think it's a, it was probably a good move. I think it was probably good for basketball. Yeah. But I don't know. We've only done it for a couple of years. Let's see, how it, let's see how it pans out over the next, you know, four or five years. Um, people are surprised when we go around the country and we're playing halves because everyone else plays in quarters. Um, you know, and <clears throat> that's a lot of the argument. I did a lot of research and talking about that article. And um, a lot of schools or a lot of states that are – implemented the shot clock have not seen really any increase in scoring now if you look at the state tournament games like did some little bit of research we went to halves in the quarterfinal games and the semifinal games the final games there's been a one point increase that's still pretty good Um, right that's a pretty good increase I think we're going to see a lot of that um, as we see a little bit more um, competitive balance at state I think that number is going to go up even more so this year um, with the pace of play and a lot of people running dribble drive but I, I just don't see how a shot clock is going to fix the scoring problem um, I don't think enough research was done with that and how it really in, in, in my in my whole discussion with it is and this is this I'm a, I'm I'm working on my letter my open letter to the board of controls it's like it's basically 50 50 statistically significant it's basically 50-50 from the coaches. Okay, so half want it, half don't. None of the ADs want it. <laughs> 80-20 is not 50-50. Not a lot of principals want it either. And, and not a lot of principals want it, and, and districts don't want it. And it's no. going to be whether the board of controls actually listens to, to, to its members. Um, and I don't think the officials want it. I don't. I just don't. I, I can't imagine how many mess-ups are going to be on that shot clock. Can and you they, they're in charge of it. The officials are in charge of it. Can you imagine, like, uh, at the state tournament, you're watching it, and probably, like, 10, I don't know how many people watch the state tournament. Right. 10,000 people are watching it, and the shot clock goes out, or an, an official, um, right. the few of them that we have left. And I never um, worry about the state tournament because they're going to probably hire somebody that's doing it for the Badgers at the state tournament. Right. I'm more right. worried about the sectional semifinal game that's in a gym of two, you know, you know. I've been, been on some wrong ends as, as a player and as a coach that – 
um, it's hard to start. It's hard to start and stop the clock when the ref signals. And, you know, right. Nonetheless, to reset a shot clock. And the and thing is, the smaller districts, I think, are going to have issues because you can't have somebody doing something else and running the shot clock. No, they can't no do the scorebook and run the shot clock. They can't announce and do the shot clock. They no. can't keep the book and do the shot clock. I'm sorry. Your one job is going to be running that shot clock. Um, the financial part of it too, Steve, a lot of, uh, rural districts and my mom teaches in a rural school district and I taught in a pretty city, uh, city conference in Milwaukee public schools. And a lot of those schools don't have booster clubs. Um, right. A lot of those schools don't want to drain their booster clubs. They want to get new uniforms for kids and be able to supply summer league supplies and get into tournaments in the summer to make better team basketball. A lot of schools don't want to drain their booster funds for this. Right. And now it's, I don't even know if it's going to go in. A lot of schools have kind of ordered um, that shot clock. I think we have. Um, what are they going to do now if a bunch right. of schools have ordered them and now they say no? Because I know they're revisiting the issue in December. What do you think? I think it's going to get, I think it's going to get, I think they're going to put it on hold. I think they're going to too. And it's going to make even more, the people that were in support of the shot clock and the athletic directors that were the few, the few of them. Um, that bought them are going to be very angry at the WIA. I don't right. know what's going to happen. And, but, the, but either way, I think more people are going to be angry if they do do it. I do. I absolutely think that too. <laughs> I mean, I just uh, don't think that, I don't, I don't know. It, it came out of nowhere. In my opinion, it came out of nowhere. Um, well, and something we, we talked about at the, at the association meeting up in the Dells last week is this was thrown in when the half survey was in. So the, the data was very old. I don't know where. Right. I mean, when I got that notification on Twitter, this this came out of left field. To be honest, it came right. out of left field, and I was really surprised, and I was kind of angry at the time because I, I really do believe it's going to create a lot of competitive imbalance. The financial part um, create less watchable basketball, um, and something that's really important to communities around. Right, the and it and it's super easy to run halves because the kids are used to halves. They play AAU, they play summer basketball, right. they do anything like that. They play halves, but I'm not convinced they're going to have all these people running a shot clock in the summer. And then, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I, I just think we're putting, I mean, we, I don't think we had thought the process. Do I think maybe it will come at some point? Am I totally against it? I'm not a hundred percent against it. I just don't think the thought process went into it before, um, before the decision was made. That's my issue. Um, process is all about it it was very messy not a lot of people on the input and i think that's the first time something the board of control has ever passed without unanimous support um i just don't think something that costs so much is gonna that's not a, the best way to do it just kind of out of blue well and i don't think the people understand i don't think that all the all the members understand that the board of control is basically the final decision they can do whatever they want all those other right. votes leading up because i'm telling you division when we when we lost eight division one teams and in, in at the state tournament they, right. they it wasn't unanimous all the way through it didn't pass all the way through by everybody um but the, eventually the board of controls goes nope we want another division <laughs> done you know we're gonna make right. thursday thursday where you know the, you should have cannon off in the in the gym and uh there's i mean seriously it's crazy yeah, I, it I have pictures of thursday last year it's like okay yeah, that's you and and the, they have to be losing money they have to be losing money you know, and without getting too off topic with that super Thursday, a lot of, I mean, even in a division two, you had Kakana, Whitnell, Brown Deer, uh, who else is in that Beaver Dam, right. Cedarburg, all in right. the same sectional. Right. I, just, I don't understand. That's another issue we can talk about sometime is how do you seed? 
I know football is looking into it, but seeding the co- the state as a whole instead of having I mean it was one, two, three, five teams. In the right, right, right. And and they and they want representation. They don't necessarily want which okay. I don't know how you ever seed the entire state because we can't be driving to Superior on a Tuesday. Right, I get that. I do get that part of it. Um, I I personally think that while we're talking, I I think the way to solve the entire problem is go three divisions of eight each. Okay. Because, I mean, you, oh, you, you need yeah. less divisions rather than, this is the math teacher in me, we need less divisions, not more divisions, and we need to let more kids go. I mean, there's been some superior, like, uh, thinking off the top of my head in D5, Sam Decker, it would be right. great to see him play against, like, uh, what, 2013 or 2014 right. Brown Deer team with right. – Kids and yeah, maybe, but 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 you would Decker's team maybe wouldn't have won it, but they would probably right. have gotten there, right? And Absolutely. and and they would have been in the in the third division, and they who knows, you know, they win three games in three days, they maybe win it, um, right. or four days or whatever it is. But I mean, I think that's I think that's the solution to the problem. Is you know they're talking about this urban rural. They're you know, talking about ask you that. So you're really opposed to that then? Uh, well, the urban rural doesn't affect us at all it it doesn't affect us at all i just think i think we i i I just have a problem with it i have a i i I have a problem with penalizing edgewood because they're in a big city don't penalize them because they're in a big city it's not like they're winning i mean it's even more extreme than the multiplier and i know they've talked about that and that's been in discussion right so many years but 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 if you do the three divisions of eight teams i think that takes care of a lot of it in the sense that okay where's dominican you know, Dominican when they had those teams, they they probably would have been Division Two, right? Yeah. If if we have one, two, three, they'd probably been two, which means they'd have gone against some really good teams. Would they have They're won it? Maybe, yeah. You know, um, they maybe still would have won it, but you know, I you know, it would it would give like like a lacrosse Logan, which is probably like a thousand kids, thousand. They, yeah. They'd probably still they'd probably be Division One, but they'd be playing in that part of the state. Right. You know, if you're taking if you're taking eight teams. They're not coming over and playing us. No. You know, they're maybe they're going to Eau Claire or something like that. But when you do it in eight division, eight teams get to go to the state tournament, your pockets can be, you know, you know. Even in that lacrosse area, I mean, just thinking about it, you'd have Anna, Alaska, Logan Central. Right. Had, Central's had some great teams, although Eau Claire teams. So Central could have Central easily won it three. last year. Oh, I mean, Central would have played with points. Uh, That's what I'm saying. So I don't know if they'd have been. I don't know if you broke how you'd break it up if they would have been one last year. But don't tell me that the good D two teams couldn't. I mean, Cedarburg would. We would have had problems with all the D two teams. I would have loved to see a Woodland Big Eight kind of uh, mix up last year. I mean, if you look at that WBA right. All Star game, we had right. ten kids from Woodland East and Woodland West in that game. I mean, it would have been a great little matchup, a Woodland Big Eight matchup. Yeah. yeah I, would, I would argue with that, too. I think D2 is just as good as D1 last year. Right. Um, so that's why I'm saying I don't think I don't think the multiplier different. and I don't think the urban rural is an answer. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I heard a lot of things about I, – I, something I'd be interested in, too, is kind of going private division up at the state tournament and then public because I know a lot of people up in uh, Prescott were a little bit um, angry about Destiny's team. Um, right whatever um i had been different about that i know the destiny coach a little bit just from networking but i mean they played well uh prescott they had, had a great they had a great team the problem is the problem is we let them in we didn't need to lead them in with the in 
<laughs> so we're not going to, we shouldn't be my personal opinion is we shouldn't treat them different. We let them in. I mean, right. from somebody that should be complaining, I should be complaining about <laughs> Stevens point in Germantown. I right. mean, seriously, I don't know if anybody could have beaten them in the last six, seven years, whatever. No. They're really good. So my point is I got to get better if I'm going to beat them I, or, or we're not going to beat them. I mean, that's, I totally I'm not, I'm not going to sit here going, Oh, I wish we could beat points. Well, points real point beats a lot of division really three teams. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to get my guys playing the best they can. And if we win, we win. Um, I, be, I believe central and D two actually beat Stevens point last year. Right. On their home court. So, yeah. I mean, so it's like, I don't know, beat, beat who's in front of you is yeah. my opinion, you know? Absolutely. But the urban rural thing has so many connotations. It's like, I, I, oh, I just don't think I, first of all, I don't think it's going to pass. Um, with all due respect to Coach uh, Hickling uh, over at Lake Mills, I know he's one of the teams that will get moved down. I'm sure he'd love to get moved down at B4. Um, right. He was in the state tournament last year. Great team. Um, right. Again, going back to your argument with B3 or three divisions, they'd be a Division two, Division three team. I don't right. think there's really that big of a difference there. Um, but moving two of the teams down to Division four, and then moving like Green Bay, NEW, Lutheran up to D3 makes no sense. Or right. Mass and Edgewood up to D2. I mean, their enrollment's not that much. They're 500. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't, it's, it's, yeah. not, it's, it's just, it's wrong. And again, people could say Collins doesn't want the shot clock because look at his teams, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. I mean, I'm telling you, my next, not, my next two or three years, shot clock ain't going to hurt my, my team. Trust right. me. But it, it's more about what's best for the game of basketball. Right. This whole urban rural thing it doesn't affects me zero. Um, I think I think self, selfishly you could say that, man. I know in 2012 when you had that team and we played you guys that you guys would have ran. We were competitive in the first half at Craig. I remember right. I hit a couple, I hit a couple threes against Junior and you guys turned it up in the second half. I know for a fact if you guys would have had that shot clock, you could have won by about 60 points. I'm right, <laughs> right. So, so, so in that, that wind, in that window, if the shot clock, if I, when I had like the Duran grief, if there had been a shot clock, we would have just like I would literally got a recliner. Yeah. yeah, it would have been like you know. But you what, what's the point? State, but yeah. it's not good for this whole entire state. No, I don't think it is either. Team, but you know. I don't think it is. And again, this is my personal opinion and not the opinion of the Madison Metropolitan School District or Madison Memorial High School. There's Absolutely. my disclaimer. So Absolutely. no one can no one can fire me. Anyway, I always I know, say that. I know our coaching staff kind of disagrees with us too, so don't on <laughs> that either. It's not representative. No, it's okay. It's like we, that's what makes it fun. Um, all right, so I'm going to do my rapid fire. Absolutely. All right, so what's your favorite basketball? Literally favorite basketball. Oh, I love the rock. Um, definitely something I really liked playing in tournaments when I was a kid. Um, definitely one of my favorites. I like the rock too. It, the, the only reason we use, we use the ball that you're going to use at the state tournament. That's the only reason we use that ball. I do like the rock though. The feel of the rock is good. I think. Absolutely. Um, one word to describe your ideal player. Uh, hardworking. Always love the hardworking kids. Um, I've had one of them at least every single year that can get on the court, not because of talent, but just because how much um, hard work they put on the floor and sweat and dive into loose balls. So hard okay. If you could go to one sporting event in the world, what would it be and why? Um, I actually got the chance to go to the Final Four. I really like going to the um, when the Badgers were in it. I went to the national championship game, sat up way in the nosebleeds. <laughs> you were there, though telescope to see it but i love the final four with the connections with uh some of the d1 coaches chances of network and it's the best basketball there is, is the final four. It, it's it's fun everyone should go um one thing you do to relax uh i do a lot of working out uh just especially in the season try to get on the treadmill um 
got to stay fresh with that. Otherwise, I get a little stressed out with scouting reports and uh, getting things managed. So um, definitely working out is important for me. I do podcasting, so this is what Mark's Hey, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right, what's the, what's the best player you've seen in person? Oh, Kobe King. Um, Kobe King or Vander Blue. Has got a, I'm going to go with a tie there. Um, I know. Vander just got cut, too. I feel so bad oh, for him. Man. Yeah, he's he worked so hard for it. So um, Kobe, Kobe is a great kid. Vander, great kid. Um, but Kobe was fun to coach with. Kobe's gonna play. I mean, I mean, this this is gonna be this is gonna go out before the season. I think at the end of beginning of November or something. But yeah, he's gonna play. He's really good. Absolutely, he's, absolutely. He's really good. Central Central's uh, loaded too. Central should win the next couple. I think they got the, a transfer from Logan. Actually, uh, I know, big time. kid. Big yeah, kid. they should be pretty good next year. Um, best player of all time. Best player of all time, we're going with Michael Jordan. I didn't get to see much of him when I was a kid. I'm pretty young, but um, it's got to be Jordan. Yeah, it, he gets about he gets about 90% of the votes. I would, that's who I would vote. Um, one thing that helped you become a better coach? Uh, listening. Um, I think some of the some of guys want to pretend they know it all. I, don't, I never pretend to know it all. Even when I'm 50, hopefully I won't know it all. You know. Yeah. Um, so networking with guys like you and some coaches around the state at clinics is really important to me. So listening. Okay. Uh, one word to describe your coaching style. Uh, chaotic sometimes. Um, I really like to be I'm the typical young coach where I'm uh, very energetic, uh, demand energy from my bench, will pace up and down nervously in big spots. So a little bit chaotic, but controlled chaos if I can do um, two words. Okay. Um, best game you've seen in person? Uh, one of your games. And I was just saying this because you're a Madison Memorial coach. But the, <laughs> the, the De Pere, uh oh, yeah. Madison Memorial triple overtime game with Ortiz and all those shots. I was right behind the bench. So I think it was the best high school game played in the, at the state tournament. I still watch. I'm, 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 I'm so biased, but it's so. I, I can't mean, even imagine trying to coach that game. Well, I don't remember. The, the funny part is during during the so anybody that's listening to this, you can go on YouTube and type in Madison Memorial triple overtime De Pere or whatever. You'll see like a snippet of it. It's the craziest thing ever. There's a whole Weber, a kid calls a timeout, doesn't have it. It's just crazy. Anyway, I'll put it in the show notes for people that are listening. But anyway, um, I didn't – I literally, from about three minutes left in the game until we won it, couldn't remember any of it. Swear to God. I was just like – you know how you get in a zone? Oh, like yeah. you're studying for a final or something? I was just – I was in a zone. Because I literally was manipulating the time. I was manipulating the clock at that point. Um, I, was, I, didn't, I had all my timeouts. It was like crazy game. It was just three at three pointer after three pointer, and you got about like three or four guys fall out. Um, good players. Yeah, yeah. We had three starters fall out. We had Joe Ferguson, who's who's playing, who's a who's a senior for the Badgers football team right now, was on a sophomore team four four or five weeks before that state finals, and then oh, yeah. we had injuries, and I had to pull him up, and he ended up. I ended up. He, I looked down. The funniest story is I looked. I think my third starter fouled out. I need a second overtime. I looked down the bench, and whoever was going to make eye contact with me, I was going to put in. <laughs> and it was the sophomore. The sophomore looks up and goes, I'll go in. I'll go in. I go, 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 go. It's like, and he didn't, he was great. He didn't make any mistakes. And um, but that was, Best thank you. So that was uh, a great game. Good game with Cedarburg and uh, what was that game this year? Washington was a oh, great game. That was too. similar. Yeah, that was a great. And, and, and um, the Decker game was great. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, um, that was same. Was that the same year that you guys? No, I think that was 2012. Because I think I came home. I think I was getting ready for our game. I don't remember the whole dynamic of that, but I think we were in the tournament that year. Um, the top top bench player of all time. 
top bench player of all time. It's got to be Jamal Crawford. He's won six man like three or four times. Uh, just comes and fills it up. When James Harden was on the Oklahoma City Thunder, I'd say he was he was pretty, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but you know Jamal Crawford, I got to roll with. I would man. go with that. Best coach of all time. Best coach of all time, I got to either go with – I'm actually going to go with Coach K. I read his book this summer. Um, not always been a huge Duke basketball fan. Um, but I really, really liked how they've kind of adapted over the years with one and dones. And um, I thought his leadership and some of the guys he's coached with and um, all the stuff he's worked hard for, I think he's really good. Yeah, I think people that. assume that he just wins because he has talent. They forget he almost got his butt fired early on. Yep. But I think what makes him, I, he's definitely in. The, he's definitely on the on the list. Is that like what you said? I think he's adjusted. You know, he's changed styles, and he's gone to the. He wasn't going to take one and duns ten years ago. Um, no, and something I heard on Colin Coward's uh, podcast, I try to listen to him every day, is tweaking the process. I really like that. Uh, yeah. Not just sticking and trusting the process, but kind of tweaking things. Trust me, we done. we had a coaches meeting Saturday for a couple of my assistants for two, maybe hour and a half, two hours. And we're tweaking. We're thinking, all right, here's our group this year. How are we going to tweak this? How are we going to, you know, I would love to score 90 points, but we're not going to do that. But we have some, you know, there's things that we're going to tweak that are going to make us better, I think. Um, if I, we can figure them out in the next four weeks. Um, one book you'd recommend? Um, I actually really like Mark Titus's book, Don't Put Me In Coach. He was a bench player with Greg Oden. Um, good basketball read, but it's funny. Um, What's the name of that book? Don't put me in coach. Uh, don't read it to your kids, but uh, okay. <laughs> it's definitely a comedy basketball book. I read it. It's a really short read. You can read it probably in a day. Um, okay. Mark Titus, he's, he's a writer for The Ringer with uh, Bill Simmons, um, and he, he, he does a great job um, with that book. He's a really funny guy, and um, it's, it's funny because he tells stories about Greg Oden and Mike Conley and Evan Turner, so I'd, I'd recommend that one. All right. That's awesome. Um. So what I'm going to have you do is send your contact information. So if anybody ever wants to get a hold of you, um, so your what I'll have you do is you email me or Twitter, all that kind of stuff, and I'll put it in the show notes. And if anybody needs to get a hold of you, they can do it that way. All right. All right. Well, I Thanks, appreciate Coach. you having me on, Coach Collins. Uh, hopefully, we can get to a Big Eight game. We can connect a little bit. More. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. You come down. You let me know. Good luck this season, Coach. All right. You too. Bye bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, if you'd like to support us, go over and check out teachups.com for coaches who want to get better. Also, subscribe and like. We do appreciate those. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.